0: Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye, and I'm our Neville Johnston.
1: And I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. And tonight we're going to talk about reaching closure, that feeling that we can finally leave whatever that event was or is behind us and move mm-hmm. forward without carrying any of that forward with us.
0: Yeah, the resolve, yeah.
1: Yeah, and well, I, I think it's very, very important for... For you to be able to let it go by seeing the blessing and
2: everything.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Today in Mayan, speaking of, is Mm -hmm. the 13th tone, which uh, does indicate the resolution of the wave spell Mm -hmm. that 13 days ago you programmed. Of course you did. uh, Because you're following the Mayan calendar. And what tribe is it? Well, you might ask, it's the tribe of the artist. Does anyone know that one? Uh, So it's uh, 13 Lamad okay and this is a very auspicious day this is my year of lamont by the way you have a spiral that indicates that you have a tribe for a given year that rotates between four tribes throughout your lifetime so every fourth year you're in a particular tribe just lamont is yeah the I, I remember
1: when i um discovered that because we were looking at um the calendar, yeah. when studying the Mayan calendar is so fascinating. We've discovered so many different patterns in mm-hmm. there.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: I remember it was one night, uh, and it was like 4 in the morning, and I was calculating our birthdays and what yeah, we would be in Mayan. It. And right. I noticed that there was a pattern of every 4 years you cycle through these tribes and you go consistently through the tones, even though there are 365 um, 365 days a year, uh, uh, in the year, for, for uh, and then leap year, you add one,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, it still works out. And it was just so fascinating. Yeah. And I looked up, and it was time to go to work, and I had never even gone to bed. Oh, it yeah. was that interesting yeah. to me.
0: And I figured out every two and a half sulkans the same tribe in the same tone on the same weekday. That's another cycle. Hmm? Yeah, they're, It's they're, very interesting. Well, I think there's like 278
1: calendars. known calendars within the mind calendar mm-hmm. or subsets of it. And um, we've discovered several that aren't even under those categories. Yeah. And what's interesting is it's not really like all these different calendars. I think it's confusing to people. But just like it can be the 30th day of the month, it can be a Wednesday, and it can be January, mm-hmm. That we understand that. It's the same thing, only factor in a lot more of those, those yeah, breakdowns hey. of that same line of time or that same spiral of time.
0: If you're one of the people that could not figure out um, that little rhyme they had set up for your fingers to follow the Gregorian calendar, it means that you're actually a genius and that you're a person with aptitude uh, for the Mayan calendar. And periodically we teach it when enough people uh, contact us that they are interested in convening a Mayan class, we do. Well, anyway, it's very interesting stuff.
1: Because uh, we go into the astrology end of it, how to find the energies of the day, but also the calendar itself. Well, speaking of things like that, closure.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: we hear people talk a lot about finding closure. If there is a breakup in their life, uh, like meaning a relationship breakup, it, and the other person just takes off and there's never any explanation. Sometimes we can feel that feeling of not having closure. And it's a very uncomfortable feeling because it, it's like having a door open and your energy is still It's like you have the front door open and all your heat is going out and it's like my mother used to say you're trying to heat the outside and that's what it feels like when you don't have closure and what's so wonderful is that having closure really is a state of mind and it is a decision and you can declare it closed at any point in time but Typically, we seek to find some kind of answer to the inner questions. We seek to find um, some, something out there that would make us not feel guilty, like it was our fault that whatever happened, happened. Mm-hmm. And so there's a, a whole list of things that we search for when we are searching for closure, and maybe we can go into those later today. Well,
0: yeah, the we will definitely. So one of the things that has to be located before closure can be created by you before you can find closure to whatever it is you're looking for closure. Um, I've told this story so many times, but it's absolute and complete total closure, and we'll see how this picks up on it. As you're aware, I was shot to death. Uh, I went to the other side. I talked with a bunch of angels. I was shown the 50 lifetimes where the soul and I went back and forth. I killed him. He killed me. I killed him. He killed killed me. I killed him. Uh, The angel then pulled me out of that room where that was going on and put me in the room where that soul and I were writing the contract and the soul said, uh, according to this contract, I'll be blowing your head off with a handgun when you were 27 and we both signed the contract. Yes. Okay. And so then about a year after uh, getting out of the hospital from being shot to death, I recognized that I could not forgive the man for shooting me because there was nothing to forgive because my signature was on the contract as was his and he agreed to play the slimeball human being uh, by shooting me and um, therefore there was nothing that I had to forgive him for, which was a little tiny bit of closure, but a little bit nonetheless. And then perhaps another year later on in the timeline, I recognized that I loved the person for having shot me to death because of the subsequent benefits. I'm here tonight on this program because the man shot me to death. This would not likely have been my path otherwise. Although it could have been, but just not likely. So when I recognized that I loved the man for having done that, loved the man for playing the ball role, loved the man for that darkness he embodied, the connection between us ended. I no longer have to incarnate in my next lifetime agree to be a person who can kill, hunt that person down and kill them. That does not happen. The, that back and forth between us ended when I found closure. What was the key factor in the closure I found? Dun, dun, dun. You have 10 seconds to call. Okay. All right, so what else about closure?
1: Well, that, that is an interesting thing um, because you could look at non-closure as what what we think of as the wheel of karma that it spins around oh, and that what good. goes around comes very around good. and I, I have always felt that we don't have to obviously stay on the wheel of karma and that the law of cause and effect which is a lot of what our religious beliefs are our spiritual beliefs are based on this cause and effect
2: mm-hmm.
1: that cause and effect really isn't something real Because you can have a cause, I can throw a rock at you, and the effect is not dictated by me throwing the rock. The effect Mm -hmm. is dictated by what you choose to do with that. Mm -hmm. So it's not really a cause and effect, written in hard stone, where Mm -hmm. where it was an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. If you do this, you have to have that done to you. And the moment you realize that, that, that you have a choice about that effect, that that cause has created in your life, then you are off the wheel of karma, so to speak. And you get into a different paradigm. And I think there will always be new paradigms to get into. Mm -hmm. But it is one of self, personal responsibility, and personal choice. And everything really boils down to choice, decision. Mm -hmm. I I heard the words power of intention when that first came out. And intention to me felt like I'm intending, but there are forces that are beyond my control or beyond my power that are, are standing between me and my decision. And then I th- listen to the word decision, and it, and it automatically assumes a certain power mm. over what you're deciding. And that is what we all seek. We think it's money. We think it's love. What we're really looking for is a power to choose our, our life. And we think money will That's, give us power of choice. It'll give us options.
0: It's so ironic because we have the power of choice. We do.
1: Yes. The whole point there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, Absolutely. Uh Brilliant. I read a um, book. uh, I started reading the Star Trek Mm -hmm. series because they don't make them anymore. And so I started reading the books and there was one called the Vulcan Academy was the name of the book. And it was revealed that it is a Vulcan expression. Um, There is no offense when none is taken.
1: I think that's probably one of the most brilliant lines from any book anywhere.
0: Yeah. There is no offense when none is taken. So when the guy cuts in front of you in traffic, oh, how offensive. No, none taken. Man's in a hurry. What do I care? It has nothing to do with me. I, I was the car someone cut in front of. It has nothing to do with me. But I'm still going to catch up to that dude and I'm, I'm going to cut him off so he'll learn. No, no. Just relax. Relax. Yeah, no, no offense taken.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, well, I, I think that is one of the most freeing things you can do. Yeah. So, Because the idea of closure is not just about you've had a relationship and you're looking for understanding. It can be when someone insults you and we feel like we have to give the insult back. Uh. Like somehow we feel that we are the responsible party to balance out the universe and to balance these interactions. But... The universe knows how to balance things and we can trust the universe to balance it and it really isn't our business if that person learns their lesson or if they get um, some kind of retribution uh, at yeah, yeah. them. It's not our business. The universe knows how to take care of that and quite nicely. All we have to do is, is just trust that. And recently I was in a scenario where normally I would have felt compelled to get involved in the conversation because Mm -hmm. it was talking about something and I felt what they were saying had a degree of ignorance in it that was harming a third party. And normally I would feel compelled to put my two cents worth in there. But I chose in that moment not to do that, mm-hmm. and I felt this expanded state that it was just beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I thought, how freeing is that? Because in truth, the warrior does not engage in anything that is not on their path. And so if you start looking, what's on my path, you can be very free then, mm-hmm. and you don't have to have that closure. It doesn't matter if that person knows how you feel. Or it doesn't matter if that person knows what they did and how that impacted oh, you no. it doesn't matter yeah. i forgive me i forgive them i realize yeah. there's nothing to forgive
0: yeah and we, have, we have our call? caller hi caller what's your name please hi
1: hi you're on the air hi
3: mary hi neville it's donna how hi are you doing? good How's how are good? you really good enjoying your show i wanted to say that you both eloquently said how you know We don't have to get pulled in. I like to say that oftentimes if the car's pulling by, I'll look at my son and say, don't let them pull you into the negative energy. Just it's, you know, oftentimes people will project what's wrong with them. They want to project it onto someone else.
2: Mm -hmm. They don't
3: don't have to carry it. Mm -hmm. And I think a a good point for me, that aha moment was that oftentimes people projected the earth on me and I literally carried it around for years.
1: Well, you know, you hit upon a very valuable point. And when we have emotional pain, we, and until now we really haven't had a way to deal with that. And so we're all walking around with a box of pain and we're saying, will you hold this for me? Will you hold this for me? And, uh, yeah. and when we start looking at that, even like rising above the idea of it, it being their issue or, and their negativity. Um, seeing it as this neutral circumstance where this person has nowhere to set this. Now, what that does is it, right. it allows us to have compassion, but like you were saying, you don't get stepping into it and you don't say, here, let me hold this box for you. Because then you get overwhelmed and then you're going to pass that off to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And you can just cleanly, sorry, I didn't mean to scare anybody with my clap, but cleanly, <laughs> sever that connection, that energetic connection you that's have. Right. So that's a very good good thing to tell your yeah, son. Excellent. I mean, could you imagine if we Absolutely. all learned that? Well, e- well,
3: even with traffic, I mean, you can look at it the same way, that he's having a bad day. I'm not going to let it affect my day.
1: Yeah, good for you. Very yeah, good. Yeah, that
0: is, that is the you way know? this works. And, and it's and not the
1: other side where you feel like you have to take emotional responsibility and make his day better either. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a neutral exactly. removal. Exactly. Yeah. Neutral
0: charge is attached. Yeah. Yeah. And then the idea of beginning to recognize as an overall philosophy of life what we would train our children to do first and foremost is to actively recognize everything as love, because everything is love. Anything (coughs) that you don't think is love is love doing a very good job of disguising, actually you're doing the job, of disguising the love. Everybody thinks love is dessert, it's sweet, it's piled on the end, but it doesn't work. That keeps you from recognizing the salty love, the bitter love, all the other flavors of love. So when the guy cuts you off in traffic or whatever the particular thing is, that's actually a form of love, okay? And when you see it as a form of love, then you are not emotionally dragged down by it. And it's, oh, that guy could switch to decaf or maybe that guy's really in a hurry or maybe he's uh, uh, having a great battle with his demon ego which is apparently driving at the moment and you know exactly. stuff like that, that.
1: That can be very healing I remember you remember that um, automatic writing I did in, uh, like 13 years ago yeah. that was talking about everything is com- is love complete love but sometimes like love is, is uh, a fear is love missing knowledge and, and mm-hmm. um, loneliness is love missing whatever Mm -hmm. and it's not really missing but for some reason an experience or a belief of ours is letting us see the full picture except for this one little element down here and that the emotion that that is called like fear or longing or whatever that is jealousy is missing one component so when you have those feelings instead of feeling separate from love which is what it normally feels like you look for what am i not seeing in this picture that will make this complete mm-hmm. love and i found that one of the most freeing things for mm-hmm. me because it i didn't feel as separate from love anymore because i realized love was always present it's just our awareness of a component was missing
0: yeah and yeah. we can live a life oh, thank you for calling is there anything else
3: just wanted to, to call in and say hello. Oh, yeah. um, well, thank you. When you're thank doing you. a reading later, Mary, if you could maybe, it was a week ago tonight at 9.30 that my beloved Peppy passed, so if you could maybe pull a card for him later, I'd be most grateful. Okay. Okay,
0: okay.
1: sure. Thank you. Thank yeah.
0: you. We Enjoy. Can all, thank Thanks. you.
1: Thanks for calling. It's always good to hear from you.
0: Yeah, now we can all live a life of total completion all the time as we access access our ability to recognize things as love. And it's only when you recognize it as love that of course the uh, closure occurs. So then uh, this is not difficult. If you tell it it's difficult, it will obey you, but you don't have to do that. It is much easier to recognize everything as a form of love than to live the current life we have been assigned by systematic and progressed brainwashing, by programming, by the nonsense we're taught from the beginning of our life. Little children automatically, babies automatically recognize everything as love. It's, it's an absolute grace they live in. The, just the uh, simplicity of um, belief that the child has just leads it to recognizing it all as love. And then as we grow older and more sophisticated, but far less aware, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? (laughs) Isn't that ironic the way that works out that way? Nonetheless, the truth. Okay, so seeing everything as love would be the grand panacea. Love, as a matter of fact, is the one and only thing that is stronger than war by far. You yourself can emit a frequency of such divine love that a person holding a gun at you could do no more than than sob and hug you. you. You're capable of this. Picture a shimmer of light. You create a shimmer of light. There it is, OK? And you just release it. And everything around you corrects. If we all did this all at once, we could fix the planet and the politics and the greed, et cetera, et cetera. Just like- there you
1: go. Yeah, it is a very simple thing yeah, um, it is. to do, but we, we don't believe in simplicity as a collective. We don't uh, individually. Yes, we and can.
0: That's interesting because the simplicity is the truth, I know. and complex is a lie.
1: Well, I, God makes things simple. Man yeah. makes things complicated. But we love our puzzles, and so if you can mm-hmm. view it as a puzzle instead of reality, we're all doing pretty really well then. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of the love and everything, it reminded me, as you were talking, uh, of a story I'd read about, or a a report, like a news story, Mm -hmm. of these people that followed this group of, I think they were chimpanzees, I'm not sure, over a period of 25 or 30 years, and it was like a family unit or or like a, um, a group. And at one point between when they visited them and the next visit, they Um, they had gotten some kind of eaten human's food and got tuberculosis or something like that, and the alpha males died. Now, prior to that, the alpha males would torture all the other males and the females, abuse them horribly, and they found that the males and and, uh, the ones that were abused the most ended up with a lot of belly fat, and that's how they were proving the idea that stress can cause you to gain weight, especially around the belly because of the cortisol and a lot of other things. So that's what they were studying. But when they went back, the alpha males that were wreaking havoc in this, this tribe or this group were dead because they were the ones that pushed everyone away and got this food, so it killed them. And then the females of the tribe forbid, after that point, forbade everybody to get into that hierarchy of abuse. They just said no. And how their tribes work is the males would come, leave their their group, and go into other groups. So whenever the new males would come in and, and try to act out that old paradigm, they would give them a hard time collectively, this group of love. And so they found that after an X number of years, this one grouping of these chimpanzees had this very peaceful existence. And instead of abusing each other, they were grooming each other, and everybody got into a better physical condition. And so it really is a a state of wholeness, and it's not just an opinion. Brilliant.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, let's do that. Okay. Uh, First, we'll brew up something that kills off alpha males.
1: Well, then, if we tie the alpha male into our ego, and Mm -hmm. we don't behave that way unless we are afraid, and the ego is afraid. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the points I was going to bring up with the fear of closure, Mm -hmm. and that is that we feel we must know. One of the scariest things for a human being is to not know because we feel if we don't know we're going to be a fool, we could be ambushed, we could fall into a pit somewhere. So what if it were safe to not know? To not know why that person left you. It's safe to not know why that person died Mm -hmm. and say it's okay, I don't have to know and I can still make a decision to close. Now, To me that would be groundbreaking.
0: I can do the proof on not knowing okay okay um sky is blue everyone agrees your basic afternoon sky is blue provided it's not raining why all right so there's a percentage of people that are going to tell me about the light bending around the curvature of the earth and that's correct i'm not arguing but whether or not you know why the sky remains blue and there's your proof Mm -hmm. it just works that way and you don't have to know why now little children uh, we as small children get to the point where we're asking, why is this, why is this, why is this, why is this? And if you're traumatized at that point, trauma and that young, would mean that you don't develop past that state. And so we have adults that just keep asking why, and you say, well, you know why. And then they say, well, yeah, I just wanted confirmation. No, you don't have to have confirmation, you know why. Could you go on to some new thought? Because waiting for confirmation is going to delay your evolution exponentially.
1: Yeah, I I think we are designed to have that why, and if we did not have that design, the why really is the creative force that moves through us and carries us to these new ideas. Mm -hmm. But like anything, you have to have a choice in it. It can't drive you, and when Mm -hmm. we get caught in the the non-closure pain of not knowing why, that's when we could utilize our power of choice to say, "I am choosing that the why of this doesn't matter." Very good. The fact yeah. is that selective. it's Selective,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. selective intelligence. And I've seen you heal so many people with your techniques of um, uh, freeing uh, emotion. You've done a great deal of closure for a great many people. Do you have anything well, you know, in particular you would like to?
1: Well, th- yeah. Thanks. I I, I feel uh, um, in many ways it's like being a detective and so that's my Do you new have a
0: magnifying glass? company
1: name, if you oh, call yeah. it that, is Mary's Holistic Detective Agency. There we go. Because I've always loved that from Douglas Adams, Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency, and I just knew it was sitting there, waiting for me in some future moment, all the way back from the 80s when I first read it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I, I feel, felt that that really describes it because I, I see that there are patterns, there are events, and how they influence us, and how they bend and grow the way your mind flows. And if you can get right to those core bendings, and using the energy tapping that is very popular now, even though it's been around for a long time, thankfully the world is starting to get to know about it. There are points on the body, and there are a lot of different points, not just the points in EFT or just the points in TFT, or. T A T or any of those acronyms, or or like you used to put after your name A E I O U, because the whole alphabet was was too long. Yes. Well, I, I think that that there are it's showing you that if you can get down to real core issues, you can immediately remove the things that are keeping you from being happy and moving forward. And I feel that that's what I do using whatever variety of tools is to get right at that core instead of maybe t- uh, tapping on general things. And it can be very powerful. And everybody has these open files. It's like circuits with these old events on it. Mm-hmm. And one way I explain it in the EFT classes is that let's say you're, you're 14 years old and, and you're in love with your boyfriend and you go to your boyfriend and you see him kissing your best friend. All of a sudden there is this trauma, this thing bigger than your processor can manage. Usually we have an experience, it goes through the processor, it gets converted to wisdom and we do it millions of times a day. But this gets too big, or the death of someone, it's too big and it doesn't get processed. So then if you have a like event, let's say it's your next boyfriend then what you'll tend to do is attract a similar event. Somebody else is going to betray your trust because your life is attempting to show you you have a disruption on that energy circuit and that if you can go in there and and heal this one, then this kind of stuff doesn't have to come at you. So if you look at the patterns in your life, they really are getting emphasized, and plus, then if you have that second relationship and they do cheat on you too, you're not only reacting to that, you're reacting to both. Because you're seeking to get that out of your processor. So this is a way you can actually do it. And there are many areas of our life where these different circuits intersect with events. And if you get to those, things can shift. And instead of 25 years on a psychologist's couch, Nothing, no, no ill will intended there because that was the best that we had for years. You can uh, clear up something in one to four sessions of, mm-hmm. of that. You know what I mean? I just mm-hmm. think we're living in the most fascinating time yet in all oh, yeah. of the history of man, woman, It's womankind. just getting
0: more fascinating all the time. It is, it, it really is.
1: Fascinating.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. To the point, uh, well, yeah. Well, remember
1: when, when it was like exploring past lives and seeing how the, that no. influences us now. That was yeah. groundbreaking. It oh, was like, yeah. whoa.
0: Back in those days, you had to explain past lives existed. Mm-hmm. Then you had to wait a year for the person to resolve that many conflicts from what they'd been told. Mm-hmm. And then they would say, well, I think maybe I had a past life. And then I would go show them their past life. And then six years later, they'd come back and go, oh, that really worked. I see where this patterning is coming from because that's all we had mm-hmm. to work with in those days. Then it became future lives, off-planet lives. That's still my favorite place. To, well, one of my favorite places in the universe to go is you on another planet, in another c- civilization, with a different system of rules, solving the identical things that you're solving on this planet here and now. And when you see how the other you does this in a different culture with different modalities, you go, Oh, it was that simple. What was I thinking? Yeah? It's well, a remarkable And you do that
1: really beautifully too, the way taking people, because I've, I've gone on your journeys as well. Um, well. Thank you. And I remember you took us in this off-planet one, one time. And it's not that I don't believe in off-planet lives. Obviously, there there are tons of realities. I mean, if you look at the universe, and mm-hmm. I know, I remember before I was born, I remember this expansive reality, and looking through map books of different solar systems and mm-hmm. different universes. Mm-hmm. But I had always felt that this reality was enough. I was here for a reason and I'm going to focus on this reality and working in the context of these physical laws. But when we went into that off-planet life and I I became this being that instead of like talking and doing things like we do, it was all done in light, almost like a laserium show Mm -hmm. from the 70s. It was just beautiful Mm -hmm. and I would think something and it would this light, this incredible light would design it Mm -hmm. and then I would experience it for a while and I would have another idea and that one would disappear and a new thing would come. Mm -hmm. And it really expanded my consciousness.
0: Well technically that is the truth about what's going on here. We are all light that has slowed down to become matter. Mm -hmm. It It doesn't take a genius at all to realize that if you sped this up, you'd turn right into light and you would live. That's why I was saying a few minutes ago, just command a shiver shimmer of light to exist and then program it to change the way in which all of humanity thinks. And it's there and it made the phone ring. Hi, <laughs> hi caller, what's your name, please? Hi,
4: uh, Neville and Mary, this is Neha calling. Oh, hi, Neha, it's so you? good to hear your yeah. voice. <laughs> Same here, how are you? Oh, mm-hmm. great, thank good you. Good. good. So um, I have a question. Uh, I mean, I'd like to know your thoughts about um, and I'm not sure exactly how to frame this, but it's the idea of um, if you know people are on a path to sort of uh, raising consciousness or spiritual development or something along those lines, where does the the role of sort of a, a spiritual guru play? I mean, there are so many there are so many people who follow gurus, and the gurus generally. You know, say that it's sort of an exclusive relationship. You only have one spiritual guru. Oh,
2: God. So,
4: is there some energetic basis for that? I mean, well, I think other there than is. the politics of it?
1: Well, well, let me say this because I think that there is. And I, there's a couple reasons. And I used to get very frustrated at that because I, I saw it more as a brainwashing, ego type relationship. But the, certainly not all of them. But what I've come to realize about that is number one, we're outgrowing that because we don't need someone who's attained a higher frequency to get us out of the gravitational pull of the earth anymore because we're all collectively at a higher level. But at one time it was like that person entrained your energy field to get to this higher place. Another point that I think is is really pertinent to the way things are now where there's information everywhere and who knows where, where some people come from and uh, meaning like where they're coming from as far as their teachings and how much of it is stuff that's really from them or are they reciting something out of a book or whatever. It's very confusing for people now. And so sometimes finding one source, instead of sifting through a thousand perspectives, since all roads lead to the same place, it can be advantageous to keep yourself in this one uh, framework for a while until you find your footing. And so uh, that, that's why I feel I, I really got into religion when I was younger because I mm-hmm. didn't know what else there was, but yeah. I never felt comfortable. And then one day I knew very clearly I had outgrown it. So yeah. I think we do outgrow our gurus, but often we feel like we have to hold them. Reminds me of a story Buddha told about these people that got away from their enemies. They found a canoe and they rode across the river and they picked up the canoe and said, oh, thank you canoe. And then they started walking inland and they would bump into things and people say, why are you carrying this canoe? And they said, well, it saved my life. It got me past the river. Well, now it's time to set the canoe down and leave it at the river for someone yeah, else yeah. to use. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I think following a guru sometimes when it's that relationship, like Neville and I have always said, you have your own power. Never, yes. never said we're show, better. Show never said one we've You said. have your own power. Yeah. As a matter of fact, we've, Especially Neville have kicked people in the butt to let them realize that. Yeah,
0: please. And so
1: I think that's the way it is now. Uh, Yeah. We have to set the old things down to move into the new.
0: Uh, To sum the whole thing up, G U R U. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's nobody who is not connected. There is nobody who is not divine. There is nobody that does not have anything they desire. The thing is, we've been taught to create. Uh, things that do not serve us very well, you know. In other words, well, I don't deserve. <laughs> yeah, are you sure you don't? Oh yeah, I'm
4: sorry. I'm still. I'm here. I'm having some trouble um, hearing you through the phone.
1: Okay. Did you want to hang up and listen on the? Yeah, t- I'll okay. hang up and listen to the
4: TV. Thank you.
1: Okay, sure. That yeah, would be great. Thank you for Yeah, that is actually a very excellent question because yeah, yeah. I. But this idea that there are so many different belief systems. Like years ago, when I was really looking into crystals and their properties, and I found that different sources told you completely different things. And I thought, well, this is confusing. So I embarked on a many, many week project of amassing every kind of description and distilling it into something uh, that I felt was something I could use. And I, I think now there is so much information that sometimes having more information can be just an excuse to not move forward and actually go in and apply it in our lives. Taking the next thing, the next thing is, I I understand that because I I was that way myself. I I, I just had to have more knowledge. But at some point, we have to, the gas, uh, the knowledge being gas, then we have to utilize that gas and move forward, move the vehicle Mm -hmm. forward. Mm -hmm. And so... um, getting distracted with the with the guru it's like that cartoon remember there was people in a building and then it showed the next floor and there were priests and they were right. all phone cords to the priest and then the priest was to god and then that guy outside on his cell phone that's really a description yeah. of where we're at now
0: yeah so let's do closure on the guru okay okay which Sounds is good. the absolute and complete total rule is that when you recognize love you have closure okay mm-hmm. So, if we recognize love for the guru, the closure occurs when we equally recognize love for ourselves.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, the love for the other person and the love for you, and the, the person who came to dedicate their life to uplift you, okay, it worked, I'm uplifted. And I love you for having done that, so now I have no guilt, trepidation, or any, any dangly thing hanging on about the relationship with any more than I have anything dangly hanging on with somebody who was my fifth grade teacher that taught me math. Okay, I love them for having done it. I love them for having lived their life to do that. And I can now do math on my own. So thank you for showing me, thank you for demonstrating, I've got it. And now what will I do with the math? And that's the question, that's the next step. So well, I, I think one thing
1: that was beneficial also with the old way of the guru
0: mm-hmm. is
1: that there was a level of respect. And so that yes. forced the student to be humble, which, which then allowed the student to be vulnerable and to open up to their own healing. I think one thing that is missing because of no, having no gurus is people tend to be very disrespectful of their teachers. And there is none of that open and receptivity. Uh, Neville had mentioned years ago, he's read poems for many years and you had been reading some poems in D.C., you've read poems for Senators, Gene Dixon, yeah, lots yeah. of people, and you're really brilliant at it, I think the best Thank in the you. world actually. But the, the um, one thing you noticed was that there were a lot of Yang heart lines in this area, sure. meaning everybody is, has to be heard, has to be the aggressor, the alpha. And, and it's a world of know-it-alls, and I know we all are in our own way, and I'm not saying that I'm any different or whatever, but I have, if I do go to someone else's class, I'm very respectful, and I yeah. don't interrupt as, as being a know-it-all. Mm-hmm. But I find that people are feeling insecure to be that vulnerable person that receives wherever you are. It's, it's a difficult thing for people because it's a scary thing. Mm-hmm. and and it's like we have to we have to know and the whole thing about the spiritual path is being able to receive
0: very true that's just and one facet yeah and we have our next caller wonderful hi caller what's your name please
1: yes hello
5: my name is rosa
0: rosa what can hey. we do for you
5: it's good to hear from yeah. you mm-hmm. um i've been having these um dreams these weird strange dreams and um, I, they bother me, and I don't really understand about.
0: Well, tell us a segment of one dream, so we can do a very good job on it.
5: Well, one of the dreams, I woke up in the cemetery.
1: Mm-hmm. W- where were you in the cemetery? Just standing there, or were you in near a grave?
5: Yes. No. I, I was like standing at the end of the cemetery. And I could see all the tombstones. And the next dream was I went in the kitchen, and there was this um, serpent in my frying pan cut up in four parts.
1: Okay. Wow. A serpent?
5: And we and then um, I was carrying this great big old silver cup, and I dropped it because it was so heavy. And when it fell, a lot of red blood came out of it. And I woke up, and I've been, like, scared to go to sleep. <laughs> no,
1: okay. Well, Because I've don't been be having afraid. all
5: these weird strange yeah. dreams. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, are there four kids in your family, or do you have four kids? Is there any four number of people in your life? Um,
5: yes, there is. There is my daughter and my two sons and my grandson.
1: There you go. Okay. Well, the idea of it falling apart that the death of something, we think of death as this end, but really it's just a, pro, a, a cycles of changes and we're either looking back on it and say it's an ending, we're looking forward at it and say it's a beginning. So since that had to do with the cemetery and your and, for, and your family mm-hmm. and, is, is maybe things are changing and it feels like they're split apart.
0: And the chalice of blood also. But let me just start with the idea that waking up in a cemetery um, congratulations in that this is what's going on here on this planet. We are at the point where the entire belief system that we had yesterday is gone, is dead. It doesn't apply anymore. This, uh, uh, that event in 2012, I have been a totally different mm-hmm. person. I think everybody has been, whether or not we know it, but the solstice in uh, uh, 2012 really did do major changes. I was thinking it wouldn't be anything you could measure, and I'm right, but take a look at who you were prior to that. We had all this paranoia sold to us about 2012, and they cannot sell us paranoia about anything anymore. It was supposed to be the financial cliff was the next thing they were gonna kill us with, and nobody bought it, and it doesn't happen. So all of that belief system is the cemetery, and you woke up. And of course, we're surrounded by this, okay. And then as Mary was saying about the, the snake means transmutation. So the four elements in your life are going through transmutation. That's what that part meant. And the chalice of uh, blood, the symbol of uh, uh, which is a... a
1: Salvation, really.
0: Yeah, I was getting to that through the idea yeah. of Christ. But yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that represents the uh, being safe is what that means. And the silver is especially spiritual. What's it go? Um,
1: Platinum, gold, silver, silver copper, copper.
0: Yeah, and then aluminum. magnesium, and then, aluminum. then aluminum. But they don't use magnesium because it's too volatile. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, the mental transmutation. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that's why. So your mind is being salvated. How do you say that exactly? you're you're being saved saved you're, yeah your mind <laughs> is being saved and it doesn't have to do with religion because as much as we love religion and uh, just like the guru and that that could have been the theme for this show the the systems that we had followed that no longer really have a place for us and and we're looking around for what it is and what it is is us this is the thing mm-hmm. we have to get to the point it where is, we recognize ourselves it as in of us. Go ahead.
5: That's why when um, I was following somebody up these um, stairwells, this spiral stairwell, like in a lighthouse, and when I got to the top, they disappeared.
0: Right. That's same dream. Same and I was thing scared exactly. to go back
5: down the steps because
0: no, in real uh,
5: life, I've I, I got a fear heights.
0: Granted all that, but the going back down the steps would be de-evolving, would be going back to your old way. This is a slave planet, or it was. It doesn't have to be anymore. We don't have to be enslaved to anything anymore. Yeah, we, yeah once the, this whole program has well, been from to, the beginning about getting people to recognize their own authority. Mm-hmm. And once we do that, we're out of the woods, babe.
1: Yeah, Yeah. and I think that that dream was saying that, that you can be very liberated from, mm-hmm. from having to worry about your family, worrying about relationships in the Mm day-to-day and pick up pick up the glass of of, of joy and getting to a higher vibration so even though the dream seems scary I think what it was doing is is uh, reinitializing your energy to to go to a higher frequency
0: well we were very comfortable as slaves as a race you know because you don't have to do any thinking you don't have to. No, you're
1: talking about just being enslaved to money, the, enslaved the money, to the, and, the enslaved to the
0: lifestyle, the whatever glamour, the, the hundred thousand units of slavery that are running these things. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, thank you, Rosa. Yeah, that
0: was, was so an good. We call. love it
1: when you call, and yeah. everybody has had such great calls tonight. Nahal's mm-hmm. question was incredible, and yeah. I just love, I love our yeah. callers. So thank you.
0: Uh, yes yeah, we're getting ready for the excellent. duck. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we can talk. Bring on them. the duck. And here's our dangler, David. Okay.
1: All right, I got relaxation.
0: Yeah, that's very relaxing.
1: Yeah. Does anybody want to go away on a retreat with me? Well, we, we have go. to treat before we can retreat. Hang on, David. Release. There
2: we relaxation go. Relaxation
1: and release.
0: Yeah, very similar. Yeah, yeah because that's you're true at the moment you relax is also the moment you release and the whole show has been about closure Mm -hmm. and release is another word for closure so it's very interesting and relax is another word for closure also isn't that interesting Mm -hmm. remarkably similar there are a group of angels that are in charge of uh, i've said this many times in charge of which card comes up but they're busy tonight we can see that
1: well, I'm, Donna had asked me, and oh, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. assuming that that was her, her doggie um, that passed. Oh, So I
0: thought you meant the phone call. Donna? No, kidding. Go anyway,
1: ahead. the card here is saying, off on a new adventure, and don't worry, um, because this person is very happy taking that leap of faith, stepping out, moving on to the next thing. Oh, look, and the wolf. I thought, I, I thought a dog or a wolf would come up because I use mm-hmm. the animal cards, and that is about teacher. And so one thing about us when we are no longer in physical, then we become in spirit and we can become much more of a teacher in, in, in no boundaries are getting in our way like walls and time mm-hmm. and all that, and that there's a great awakening. And so I think looking at this uh, in this light that it's this beautiful awakening and that their spirit is still there teaching and all that, makes it so your vibration gets higher and you'll be able to see and hear a lot easier. Mm-hmm. So thank you.
0: Also the pool reminded me of Yucatangi, the eagle, the mm-hmm. flight. Uh,
1: oh
2: yeah.
0: Yeah, the that silence. Yeah, that plays it all. And we have our next phone call. Hi, caller, what's your name, please? Hello, you're on the air, say hello. Hi,
4: Neville, hi, Mary. This hi, is Mary Ellen. From Florida?
1: Yes, ma- well, oh. not right now, but yes, I'm, oh. I'm in town. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. Well, hello. Hey, good Welcome to see back. you. Good yeah. to hear from you, I mean. Mm-hmm. No, um, I'm,
0: uh, I'm, I'm passing through. Oh. Oh. Well, thank Excellent. you for stopping, yeah. stopping to call.
1: What can we do for you?
4: Uh, I'd like a reading, please.
1: Okay. i be most happy to. Okay.
0: Chris is signing the show. But, uh...
1: Oh. Yeah. See, we have someone in here that knows sign language, that's signing the show. I think that would be a wonderful
0: thing. he would <laughs> get tired by the end him. of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he fell
2: over.
1: <clears throat> well, this card is about not being afraid anymore and, and being bold enough to take that next step. <clears throat> that things in your life, when you chose to do that, it seemed like, oh, everything is, is wide open and I don't know how to orient myself. And sometimes... We orient ourselves based on things that are still stable, like people in our life and what they expect from us or, or what we've expected from ourselves in the past. And what the squirrel says is to hang back and start collecting things. It's a time to collect, save money or just to collect nuts <laughs> for the future. It's also about collecting wisdom and knowledge and going back over your past and collecting nuggets of wisdom that were there and letting go of the shells. And it's it's always about doing our personal best and not get pulled into what the rest of the world is thinking that you should be. So it's a it's a new awakening time for you, which I think is going to be wonderful. And I feel movement like something new coming around the pike, uh, down the pike. Mm-hmm. So thank you.
0: And we have our next caller. Hi caller, what's your name, please?
6: Hi, Murray Neville. This is Bob.
1: Bob, Hi, Bob. hey,
6: how are we doing? Good. How have you been? Uh, better and better. Mm-hmm. I only call in with the hard dreams, as you know. Oh, good. Yeah, you're, okay. you're
1: our, our dreamer on on call, our okay. dreamer on file because I love your dreams.
6: Uh, this one, um, I'm not sure. I just wanted to get a, a perspective from you on it. I am dreaming. I'm going through my usual morning routine where I get dressed, go back, check my suit, check my tie in the mirror, and I look in the mirror, and... I have no reflection.
0: Ah, uh, vampire? No way.
6: No, I, uh, it crossed my mind briefly. But I go to the next mirror. We have two mirrors in the bathroom. Go to the next mirror. I still have no reflection. And that's when it kind of sunk in. Um, I think I'm gone. And how did this happen without me knowing I'm being gone? Mm. And I don't want to be gone because I, I still have to take care of people and, and everything else. So, uh, yeah. well, I. I think I've thought it out a little bit, but wanted to get your perspective on that.
1: And, I think there are uh, so many... De-
6: it. Oh, uh, sure. I mean, if there's something I'm missing, but uh, well, anyway, okay. I'll, I'll hang up now. Thanks okay, well, great. Thank
1: you. Thank you. Although, thank uh, you. if we have questions, maybe we can email later, but I, first of all, I would ask you, where in your life do you not feel seen?
2: Oh, there Because
1: there were two places that you weren't seen and it can make you feel invisible. It can make you feel like you're dead (laughs) at Mm. work. I remember one time no one was listening to me at this one job and I genuinely thought, like, what if I am dead? And people really aren't responding to me in any way. What if I'm dead? What if I really am? But there was something, yeah, exactly like that. There was something significant about the two mirrors, the two mirrors, Mm -hmm. the reflection of the reflection and that maybe it's, if there's an event in your life where you feel like you're being pulled in, it's saying, just, you don't, there's no reflection of you in here. Like if somebody's treating you poorly, it's no reflection on you.
0: No, that's an excellent one also. Mm -hmm. That's a brilliant interpretation. And since we are made of light, and then the light not bouncing the way we thought the light was going to bounce, okay, then again, kind of fitting then, which it does in my mind, in the theme of the show, The idea of closure, the idea of uh, of the graveyard, all being similar themes. We are living in a different paradigm, and our reflections, uh, therefore, the reality that we're living in, uh, isn't uh, reflecting us the way it did. But then that would be uh, rather than gone or any of any of that path. Think of it as an awakening of the, uh, think of it as an awakening of the uh, potential of the new you. In other words, this is the time in which you form a new identity, a new reflection, a new appearance, a new way to bounce light, which I think is very interesting. Yeah,
1: and and it's true that we do have death experiences in the dream time, and I've had a, a really great several experiences that way. Mm-hmm. But something else about the two mirrors, I feel like there's more information, and. See if there's something in your life that's merging together, like maybe two departments merging together, two companies merging together, and that you're afraid that you won't be seen. That that there's something that's expanding, and one's not seeing you, and then you're afraid that this larger construct won't see you too. At any rate, a brilliant dream. And if you once again, if you're up to writing that to me, I would love to. Delve into it and see what. Oh yeah, I'm no, thinking. that's a brilliant I just, dream. I like that. I just finished up a, a psychic development series where we mm-hmm. did dreams, and we looked into some. And I tell you, it was really phenomenal. You, you dreamers in that last group or some. Mm-hmm. Of them, yes. it, some, some of them were in Bob's category. <laughs> yes.
0: Bob, that dream reflected well on you. Yes, we promise it did. It's the new potential. It, that's what, that's transmutation right then and there. To
1: mirror or not to mirror. You know what? That might also be, should I say something to somebody or should I not? To mirror or not to mirror. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not my place kind of yeah, thing.
0: Yeah, to mirror all we the time. We have a, another
1: call? No? No, we're out? Okay. We do?
0: Okay. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Oh, all gone.
1: R2-D2? Yeah.
0: Do we have a shot? I brought
1: in if a couple paintings it. this week. Oh, also. okay. Yeah. If you got cut off. Oh, also, um, we have the new moon coming up, the fire ceremony, which is a potluck, and we play the remote view game coming this Saturday. The following Saturday is our bowl event, Tuning Fork, which was really Mm -hmm. phenomenal. You get really tuned up.
0: Hi. Just one more thing on that. If you're going to come, please give us an RSVP RSVP via email. Okay. Thank you. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Sherry. Sherry, what can we do
1: for you?
5: I'd like a reading
1: from Mary, please. Okay. Okay. Be most happy to. And I know we're down to our last few minutes, so I will hustle. And I'm also um, starting a radio show where I'm going to do readings for people that want to call in for readings. Oh, good. Just trying it out. It's a Mm -hmm. new thing. So um, it's going to be Tuesday nights at 1030 on um, the Main Street Universe blog talk radio. Okay. So, anyway, join me. I'm I'm working it out. This is talking about sharing your light and that you are a very giving person. And I think sometimes things come up in your life that are making you question, uh, am I giving too much? Because it feels like people aren't appreciating it at times. And that's usually a signal that you're giving too much and to pull back a little bit. Now, the elephant, the definition I assigned to this card is the elephant can identify the bones of their ancestors as opposed to other elephants' ancestors and that there is love that they never forget. So this is saying love that is never forgotten and to me that feels like you might have someone from your past that shows back up into your life and that will bring closure. It's funny that that's the subject tonight. Not that we have to have that but that there will be closure on some old relationship. And then the well, and here we got friendship. So perhaps it's a friendship. Who knows? Um, but that that it's going to come around full circle, and you will be close to that person again. And keep in mind too that the biggest relationship and what every relationship is mirroring is the one with ourself. So thank you very much for calling.
0: Excellent. Yeah. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Do we have um, one more moment here? What's going on, time And.
1: Um, uh, it, telepathic tv there's a community page so you can like that page and we can start oh, yeah. dialogues and mm-hmm. stuff on there okay. and i also have a tap it out page where i'm going to Ooh, put scripts that people tap the last one was even though there are times i don't i feel powerless i choose to remember who it is i really am mm-hmm. and that you tap on that daily and then there'll be another yeah. one and stuff like that
0: who it is we really are is are a we divine uh, time? entity who it is we really are is a, a facet of god uh, one of the brilliant brilliant faces of god every single one of us is unbelievably uh, powerful
1: are we going to end on neville's paintings okay so you're going to see neville's paintings coming up at the end well
0: i was going to talk about them but i can bring them in again next week we don't have to worry about it well switch to one so i'll talk about it then if we're going to do it that way okay This was rehearsed, you can tell, can't you? Huh.
1: It was our joy and honor to take you to the door. They're beautiful paintings. You'll love them, okay?
0: Yeah. One's a self portrait. They're both self portraits. Everything an artist self-portraits. does is a self portrait.
1: Yeah. Is that what you look like? Mm-hmm. <laughs> take your shirt off.
0: <laughs> I am. Her.